20th thing on the Witcher. The fiddle? It's something like that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome to High and Wide Radio, episode 32 of season five. My name is Jim Icavone, and I'm joined, as always, by the one and only Jack Smith and boy wonder Travis Ballinghoff. If you're not listening live, please make sure to subscribe, follow, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. And if you are watching live, make sure to say hello in the comments. Uh, and if you have not yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, be sure to do so. If you want to check out our site, and maybe buy some merch while you're there uh, and while you're listening to the show, head on over to hwhockey.net or find all of our social media links, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, you name it. It's all in one spot over at hoo.be forward slash hwhockey. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Jack and Travis, we have a topic packed episode for the listeners tonight lots of things to discuss the stanley cup finals uh both teams have been decided for the stanley cup so we can touch on that obviously that'll be fun oh right off the bat wolf of odin why would we trade carter hart well we're gonna tell you some (laughs) some of us might tell you some of us might agree with you wolf just hang with us and and we'll see (laughs) I guess that means we picked a good title for the episode tonight. We yeah. got people fired up already. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk Stanley Cup. We're going to talk Flyers playing outside again. A couple of teams uh, hired some coaches today. Uh, two of them happen to be in the Metro Division. Uh, obviously, we'll do a card reveal at the end of the episode. And our major topic discussion of the show, Danny Breer's comments about Carter Hart. But first, let's get this one out of the way because it's it's big news. But it kind of got lost in the other news a little bit. Flyers are playing outside again at MetLife Stadium. This time they will play the New Jersey Devils uh, in a back-to-back stadium series game. Uh, the other game will be played by the Rangers and the Islanders. I don't know who plays first. I, I don't, I'm not sure if they put a date out. I, I kind of skimmed through the article. Forget the details. It was sometime last week they came out with this. Um, very cool. Interested to hear what you guys think. Start with Jack first. Flyers playing outside again, Jack. What are your first thoughts on this? Um, I mean, when it's outside, they got to – I just feel like the Flyers have fallen so far, like, to be in this primetime spot's a good – it's definitely good. It's fun. You know, I'm kind of glad they're playing the Devils in a way. I don't think we're ready to play, like, a really good team, although by the time the Devils, the way they're going, they might be. But it's different. It's a division. Um, I, you know, it's, uh, it's good. Why not? Hope they don't get you know blown out, but I don't think see that happening under torts. Well, that's what I'm afraid of because the the last outdoor game they played was the Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe game, and I know it was COVID year, but even that even at full strength, that team should not have been in the outdoor oh, game. And then, don't get me wrong, because it's like 
yes, the Flyers are on the national stage, playing outside, awesome environment. But then you get to watch the game, and they, they just get their shit kicked in. Maybe it's some PTSD. What are you thinking, Trav? Yeah, that was kind of like my point. Like, I remember they were talking about taking us out of the Lake Tahoe game because of all the COVID cases we had. And I was like, no, like, it's going to be such a sick experience. Like, do not take us out. And then we ended up getting killed. And I was like, and eh, now I kind of wish we weren't in that game. Um, I don't know. I kind of don't understand why the league wants us in the game, to be honest. I know mm-hmm. we're like this big hockey market, but we're trash. So could have probably got a better team in there. But I'll be looking forward to it, I guess. They did a Flyers a favor there. Yeah, big time. Getting the back. We've been at the bottom, and now that they're getting this primetime game, I don't think they're going to get blown out. Um, different vibes. Uh, and that Bruins team was good. We had a lot of injuries. Really suck to not allude to that. Game right from the first drop. I think it was a two-on-one and or two-on-oh. It was a there but there was all sorts of issues with apparently the ice was melting and it wasn't as wasn't as strong or whatnot so i don't know i i don't i just got different vibes with where this team's going that i think they'll at least put, put forth a pretty good effort yeah so i kind of when i first saw that i thought to valerie camillo um she made a comment about you know attempting to get more outdoor games and you know potentially collaborating with keith keith jones there so Immediately, my my mind went to, okay, this was probably brewing for a little while. This is not something that came together last minute, you know, that they knew this was coming, the announcement and whatnot. And, hey, it's cool. You know, the, fly, the Flyers are going to be on national spotlight. Unfortunately, it's going to be while they're rebuilding and the Devils are in the midst of, you know, building a cup contending hockey team. So, you know, Flyers played the Devils tough last year. Hopefully that continues into this year. And who knows, maybe they even pull out a, a win. You know, let's uh, look on the bright side there. It'll be cool. They're playing outside. It's always fun. You guys going to go? Play outside. Oh, that's a good question. We should all go. That'd be something. Right? Yeah. yeah. Put that on the uh, HW card. Right? <laughs> I like <laughs> yeah. the sound of that. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Uh, Wolf of Odin. Here we go. Here's a comment. Playing outside the season, I think, is good for the further development of this team. Good challenge. So want this Flyers team back to glory, winning championships. Yeah, sure. It's like a team-building thing. It's an experience for the players. So It'd be to see a young guy crying in a game like that. That'd be fun. That would be fun. And we left the topic out somehow. Did we delete it? Because I swore I, I put it in the notes at some point. And we want to kind of transition since you mentioned that, Jack. Cutter Gauthier. Somehow we left him out of our topics for the week. Uh, had a, an outstanding tournament for the U- United States over in the World Tournament, which was played in Latvia and Finland. The United States started out 8-0. I think Carter Goche finished with eight goals, seven or eight goals in the tournament, and one assist. Pretty Played very well. I feel like every other night there was a goal highlight. And a very, you know, not just a, you know, a tip-in goal. It was a very pretty goal, usually a... You know, a, a shot, something like that. Um, sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting the comments on the side over here. Wolf of Odin just dominating the comments. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all over the place. <laughs> Wait till we get there, Wolf. We're not all there right? yet. He knows all our topics. This is—it's very interesting because my dog is my dog's name's Odin, and I'm wondering where he is right now. 
Still um, on the computer screen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Cutter Goche, guys. Uh, outstanding world tournament. What did you think, uh, Trav? We'll start with you first on this one. I think he's a bust. I saw him not show <laughs> up in the first or in the last two games. I think he's not a big game player. No, I mean, we talked about him a lot last week. I mean, he dominated for most of what I saw. Um, I only really saw one of the games in full. I saw a lot of different highlights that we all saw on Twitter. His shot is disgusting. And I know Danny kind of talked about it on a podcast last week. He can score from like just like places most people can't. So the guy's already got an NHL shot. Hopefully we see him dominate in college this year and he'll be in the Flyers lineup next year in October 2024. Yeah. Can definitely see that. Uh, Jack, thoughts on Carter? I think there's not much that I can add from last week. I mean, I understand some of the competition throughout this tournament may not have been there, but he dominated. It's exactly what you want to see this guy do. Um, I look forward to when he's doing that at an NHL level. I love to see it. I loved Cutter since this draft year. I'm glad to see him coming along. We need more players like this. And uh, it's exactly what we want to see. It's a shame to see it come to an end. I like topping on Twitter and see some kind of highlight play from from Gautier every so many days. That was pretty cool. So Yeah, that was fun. And it, so people were trying to draw comparisons to him. And uh, I'm not sure, I, you know, I we try not to do that, but it does help people gauge, you know, okay, he, he kind of looks like this guy or that guy. And somebody threw one out there on Twitter where I was like, you know what, I can kind of see that. And the comparison was to Jeff Carter. And I think in terms of the way he shoots or can shoot from anywhere, you know, he's not afraid to take a shot from anywhere on the ice. And uh, I thought that that was a pretty fair comparison, not in terms of the full package player, but in terms of, you know, Jeff Carter was taking like 400 shots a year, you know, 40 goal scorer, which is, you know, the Flyers need shooters. So uh, well, that was another stat I saw that I liked. At some point in the tournament, Gautier led in shots. I was like, yeah, that's go. If you got a shot, let it rip. So and uh, I think I heard that Briere was the one who compared him Jeff Carter to. Uh, uh, oh, was that who yeah. it was? At the interview, I, I think I just listened to it yesterday. I think it was on Flyers Daily. I'm not sure, but yeah, that that's where I, I definitely I was going to bring that up, and I was like, oh, he said it. Yeah. So I, hey, guys, likes to shoot and can score from anywhere. What more do you need? Exactly. Ah, now they could use a setup guy. You know, maybe he's, uh, your guys there in the draft this year. Where are all the pass first guys? Like with this organization, <laughs> just can't you know? Sudden, right. Um, so there was another stat in the, I think Dan Silver posted it and I just want to bring it up real quick. Uh, but Gauthier, hang on. Cause I'm right there, boys. All right. So Dan Silver posted this stat. I'm not sure if he got it from somewhere else or not. So, uh, if it's wrong, blame Dan. Uh, but Gauthier joined Patrick Line, John Tavares, Steven Stamco, Sidney Crosby and Eric Lindros as the only under-20-aged players to score seven-plus goals at the World Championships over the past 30 years, which that is phenomenal company. Pretty decent company. Oh, yeah. Right, let me read those names again. Line, Tavares, Stamkos, Crosby, and Ooh. Lindros. Gauthier is now in that category with those guys. You know, so I'm not, I'm not going to get everyone juiced up. I'm not going to get juiced up myself. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're looking for superstars. 
every single one of those players is a superstar. So we'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Uh, okay, let's move on just a bit here. And let's get to... Uh, I lost my topics list, boys. Oh. All right, here we go. Stanley Cup Finals starting this week. Dallas, unfortunately, could not force... Unfortunately or fortunately, could not force the Game 7. They've just been kind of tough to watch, man. Like, I, I picked them to go to the finals in the West, but I have not enjoyed watching any series that involved the Dallas Stars this season. Um, they ended up losing 4-2 to to the Vegas, Gold, Vegas Golden Knights. So it'll be the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Florida Panthers in the finals. I want to know what you guys thought of the conference finals and who you think will win the cup. Let's start with Jack here. Yeah, Dallas was tough to watch. I mean, I'm surprised they came back at all once Jamie Ben got suspended. But to win both of those games and then to sp- talk about laying a goose egg, my God. Like you, don't, flyers. You, just, you just don't exactly. You know, after you win two like that, you're at home and that's the game you could. Oh, wow. I can't believe. I mean, that's a fireball offense right there. I don't um, I don't know how you do that. You don't, You just didn't know which team you were going to get, you know. Sometimes the goaltending, he would be good. He'd be really bad too. It was, it was very interesting. So the only consistent player I'd say was Pavelski when he was there. Um, so yeah, unfortunate because I definitely didn't want Vegas winning. Anybody but Vegas. That's the tagline. So uh, it's all down to Florida. So I'm taking Florida and four. What mm. sweet? That's what they do. Wow. Wow. I'm surprised you took the sweep too. But I mean. Why not, right? The way they've been playing. Yeah, they're clowns and they're stupid fans. <laughs> so this is a sweep purely off hate. I don't like their fans. I'm being, I'm being, because they're not real. I'm, I feel like they're still like, oh, he's only kind of like hockey. They talk to you like they've been watching teams since the 40s. <laughs> and yeah, if they win, they'll beat the Flyers record of being the fastest expansion team to win a cup. So, oh, okay. I didn't um, realize that. So I definitely want Vegas. All oh, just more fire for the stupid team to lose. Yeah, I did not know that. So, yeah, I mean, I was rooting for Florida anyway, but now, yeah, sweep. Well, I mean, Florida. who isn't really? Unless you're a fake Vegas fan, you're going Florida <laughs> all the way. <laughs> Trav, do you feel the same way? I mean, as, as far as that whole series went, like, I completely agree with you guys. Like, it's pretty remarkable how far they got with how inconsistent they all played. Like, Ottinger, I think, is a stud goalie, but – it was like one game was great. The next was terrible. Like there was no real in between there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Sagan, I've been a big fan of his, his whole career. He was great in round one. I mean, did you even notice him in round three? No points in, the conference in round final? three. Like, <laughs> and he's making 10 mil for the next four years. That's, yeah. that's a rough one. That one's going to hurt you. Like I kind of wonder if um, they have to end up buying him out kind of like the wild did with, Suter and Parisi. Suter was absolutely terrible. I mean, and they have him for a couple more years. I'm I'm curious what they do there. I'm, I'm shocked how far they actually got. Robertson was like nowhere to be found round one, and then he caught fire. Like Jack said, really the only guy who was consistent was Pavelski. I can't believe how far they actually got. Uh, Vegas, I don't really – care for them i don't hate them as much as i did the first two years they were in the league but i don't really care for them uh would be cool for my boy nolan patrick to get a ring i'm sure you guys would <laughs> love to see that as well there's more fuel um, on that fire and that's <laughs> no i actually like patty but um yeah i don't know it'll be interesting then you go to the east and um 
Rod Brindamore kind of got ripped on social media for what he said after game four. We really didn't get swept. I got what he was saying. He definitely yeah, did. didn't say it right. I did they were in every single game, but now you, you got you got swept. You lost four nothing. Yeah, it, it could have went either way. Well, it went the other way all four times. So you got yep. you got swept. I, I get it. Yeah, but- I mean they were all one goal goal games. Like they they really didn't play bad. Um, I was on your show as a guest last summer, and I remember we kind of talked about this. Like Carolina, they outshoot their opponent by like 15, 20 shots every game, but they just like they can't score a high amount of goal total. And it's like, well, kind of said the same thing last year. Ajo's a stud. Svechnikov's really good, too. But, like, they, they just don't have enough high-end talent there. At least they got a couple guys. They're better than the Flyers. But um, You think Pacioretty and Svechnikov would have helped them in that series, or do you think they still would have lost? It's tough. I really like Svechnikov. Pacioretty's a good player, too, but... I don't know. It's yeah. a good question. I think you'd have to see how they were playing going into that series. It's you know, it's not. I don't, I can't see them coming in cold and putting it together. I feel like they're missing something down the middle. I, 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 who's their Who's their Aho play center for them? Yeah, I think they're other. Yeah, I have it up for you here. Aho's a center. Kakanyami's a center. Uh, what Drury a dumb move that was. Install. I like so. Jordan Stall. Yeah, I like him too, but he's 34 years old. Martinuk? Uh, Martinuk. He says he's a winger on cap friendly. Oh, Nietzsche. Nietzsche plays right wing and center. So maybe he is. But it's just, it still feels like they're, you know, uh, like that's the thing. Like you think, who plays top line, second line center for the Hurricanes? You don't really know. You you ask who plays top line, second line center for the Florida Panthers. And, you know, it's, uh, it's Barkov. And who's playing that? Who's playing second line for them? Bennett. <laughs> there you go. I forgot. <laughs> that was funny. Um, <laughs> same thing. Oh, so same thing uh, with with Vegas, right? Who's their top line guy? Eichel. Second line guy is probably uh, William Carlson yeah. or Stevenson, yeah, Stevenson. Second line, and then Carlson's third line. Exactly. That's, you know that's elite. Know. That is great. Yeah. Screw them. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it'll be curious what they do there in Carolina. Well, maybe JBR's maybe they go after a, a Mitch Marner. Oh my God, I would. I hope not. Brent Burns had a rough series too, in his own yeah. zone. That was that was hard to watch. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. They bring him back, Ghost. I don't think so. It sounds like he wants to test free agency. I could oh, see wow. him going to Chicago. They overpaying him on a one year deal. Oh, that'd be, well, let year. let him and Bedard rip it up on the power play and then flip them at the deadline. Oh, the ghost. Ghosty ghost. All right. Let's move on a little bit here. We're almost 20 minutes in. Uh who are we picking to win the cup, Trav? You didn't say, I don't think, did you? Uh Florida in seven. Florida in seven. It'll be curious how long Bob keeps this rolling. Yeah, I didn't talk about the Panthers too much. I mean they got outshot in every game probably, but they played pretty well. It was kind of just like, I don't think they played great. I think Bobrovsky played great, and I think Kachuk came up big <laughs> literally every game. Um, I don't think they dominated the Hurricanes. I thought it was a really good series that could have went either way. But when you go to the Cup, I think they win as long as Bob keeps playing the way he does. I think it, I think he's the X factor. I think he hit the nail on the head there. Like Vegas, their strengths are their defense 
and their center depth. Uh, goaltending, I mean, Aiden Hill, he's no slouch, but come on, like he was playing second, third string goalie. Uh, you look at Florida, yeah, they're somewhat of a complete team deep down the middle as well. Defense is pretty solid, but the strength right now is the goaltending. Uh, so I think you got to give the edge to Florida right now. And I could see it going seven as well. Uh, but I said that I probably said that for every series Florida was in, right? I, actually, I think I picked four to one against Toronto. But, you know, if every series you're like, all right, Florida, it's going to go seven games with Boston. I think everybody had them losing. Um, uh, then they go Toronto and then uh, Carolina. I don't think anybody had them sweeping Carolina. Like they're just, they just burned through the playoffs. Now they're sitting waiting for Vegas. Do you think that's going to hurt them at all, Jack? Well, the, do you believe that, uh, you know, how some teams like to keep playing, you know, no time off type thing. You think that's going to be a detriment to Florida? I mean, it hasn't so far. Yeah. And when they swept Toronto or pretty much swept Toronto and, uh, you move right into Carolina. And from what I heard with Bobrovsky's weight loss in game and then all that, like this is kind of this rest is kind of good for that. So I heard that if anything, it's a plus. I Have think it'll hurt Bobrovsky him first period pads? of game one. Oh, you think it's going to take him a little bit to get their legs? On I mean, them? yeah, I get, game, game yeah, one. I think yeah, that but... can happen to anybody, you know, but go for the whole series. I think they're going to do what they do. Might even be like you, like you said, first period. I could see Kachuk doing something big in the third. Same of game one, you know. Couple comments here from my buddy Dave. Florida forecheck is crazy. Carolina wasn't winning that series. Another one here. Vegas seems to win every board and puck battle. See, yeah, I don't agree with is. the uh, Carolina wasn't winning that series. I think I think if they win in overtime, game one, they win the series. Carolina. Yes, that's right. Because three that three of those games basically kill. went to overtime, right? Yeah, they win like, game one. I think they win that series. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, interesting. A couple other well, predictions here. We have uh, now we can put up Wolf of Odin, Florida in six. <laughs> Dave's going Vegas in six. If you're watching live and it looks like a bunch of you are, put up put your Stanley Cup prediction in the comments. I'll be interested to see. So far, Dave's the only one that has Vegas. Uh, I'm going to go Florida as well. Uh, should be a fun one. Most oh, of yeah. all, I just want to see fun. And then for the reason that Jack stated with Vegas being the quickest expansion team to win a cup, I am also <laughs> heavily rooting for Florida now. Um, Okay, let's get to our main topic. I don't think we have any more quick news or quick hits to get to, right? We got everything there. Flyers outdoor game, <laughs> Stanley Cups, quick news. Oh, yeah, a couple coaching hires today uh, were announced. Uh, the other day, Peter Laviolette was named – was he officially named coach of the no, New York Rangers? No, it's like the worst cat sleeper right now, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so all signs are pointing to Laviolette. Heading to the New York Rangers. I think we talked about this on our last show, uh, but that's the perfect destination. And, uh, you know, if you could connect those dots, I mean, that roster's perfect for LaViolette, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So, you know, Rangers um, maybe just hired the perfect coach for that roster. We'll see. Hopefully not. Uh, and then Spencer Carberry was hired by the Washington Capitals earlier today, which means Brad Shaw is out of the running. For that position, uh, I was told he's still in the running or still being considered out in Anaheim. Hopefully that's the there's... one that scared me the whole time, Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. They're the dark horse team is going to come in. And you could see uh, them doing it. Yeah, so I made sure to follow up there. Uh, the other position that's open still is the Calgary job. I heard they uh, reached out to Gallant. Did they really? 
I heard they reached out to Gallant. Don't be surprised if they get the ball rolling there. That I think I heard that on 32 Thoughts. Okay, that'll be interesting. Uh, and then the other hire today, Andrew Brunette to Nashville. One? That was uh, Barry Trotz's first hire out there. They let go of John. Why am not I forgetting? Sure, not sure he did a great job with that one. That was a little weird, wasn't it? It's Jack kind of said fire no, the same day. The worst kept secret with Lavi. I mean, this has been kind of in the rumbles a couple of days now, and then hmm. it sounds like it got reported on Twitter that Brunette was getting hired before they actually told mm. John Hines that he was fired. So a little sloppy. Yeah, very sloppy job by Trotz. Whoops. Uh oh. Glad we Make didn't trade. Him here. Make a trade, Briere. Make a trade. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. Uh, okay, so speaking of trades and Danny Briere, uh, Briere was recently on a radio interview, and while he didn't say that he was going to straight-up trade Carter Hart, like we all you sure? rush to say. <laughs> That's what they're saying on social media. Everyone's clickbaiting the hell out of this. Right. Hey, take advantage word, of it. Why not? The word was used. Uh, Briere had mentioned it's his job as a general manager to listen if a team wants to inquire. And literally, that's pretty much all he said, was if a team calls, it's my job as a general manager to pick up the phone and listen. That doesn't mean, yeah, he's on the block and we're shopping him. Um, yeah, he also said uh, Carter Hart would most likely be our goalie of the future, and I expect Carter Hart to be our goalie for many years to come. As he should be, in my opinion, because I know that there are – Two sides to this, and believe it or not, because I know this is Philadelphia, so this is crazy, but there are two sides, both sides extremely passionate somehow about keeping Carter Hart, trading Carter Hart, right? Obviously, the big argument to trade him is they're going through a rebuild, and then people are coming up with all this stuff. Why would he want to be here during a rebuild? He's going to make uh, $10 million on his next contract, <laughs> yada, yada. Like, That's I'm like not, I, can, I can promise you. That if he asks for ten million, he won't be here in a couple of years. I can promise you that's not, not be anywhere. Happen. So, <laughs> in, so in the old. same sentence, you're going to have people that are going to tell you he's been mediocre here. What are you upset that they? You know, if they, what if they get blown away with a deal? I'm like, all right, listen to what you just said. Mm -hmm. He's not been great here. Somebody's going to blow us away, right? And then, oh, he's going to command eight million dollars. I don't know if that's how that works, there, buddy. Um, so he's making 3.79 um, in his last year of his deal. He's 24 years old, uh, about to hit his prime. He'll most likely sign like a three-year deal worth five, between five and six million. He's not breaking the bank. If you're going to invest in a position, it should be goaltender in my opinion. I mean, this is a guy that you can keep through a rebuild. This can be the backbone of your club during a rebuild. This is a guy who's going to single-handedly, you know, if, if you're going to be close in games, it should be because of your goalie. Then when it's time to win, I mean, how many times have the Flyers played the Rangers with Henrik Lundqvist, with, you know, the, the Devils with Martin Brodeur, right? The, those teams never thought about trading those guys because they're smart. But everybody wants to trade Carter Hart. I don't understand it. Uh, I want to know what you guys think. Let's start with Travis first here. So I guess my answer is kind of PG. I go if I'm Danny Briere, I go to Carter Hart and I say, "Look, I give you my plan. Um, 
look, we're going to, we're going to be bad for the next two, three years. Um, hopefully by year three or year four, we start to take a leap by year four or five. We're serious contenders. Are you okay with that plan? What kind of contract are you looking for on your next one? Are you okay with sitting through this two to three year rebuild? As long as he's okay with that, you keep him. I think it is that simple. Um, yeah, you kind of talked about the money situation. Not really too worried about that. Um, I do kind of see the other side to it because really the easiest way to tank is just get someone in net who can't stop the puck. So like if you are trying to pick at the very top of the draft, Carter Hart hurts you because he, he steals games. He makes saves that most goalies in the league can't make, but man, it's risky. I mean, there there's 32 teams in the NHL. There's not 32 starters. I don't even know if there's 20. So if you trade him, you have to be damn sure that Sam Erson's elite. And I, I mean, they see him every day. So obviously they have a better opinion than I do, but he did look good. Who knows? I wouldn't do it, but um, like, I, I do think if Carter Hart said, no, he's not resigning. Well, then you have to, he kind of forces your hand, but that's not the case. I can, I can tell you with certainty he wants to be here. So not too worried about it. If I did, if a great offer did come, I guess you do have to consider it. But like, I kind of talk about this every now and then. Like, you you're either all all in or all out. So like, if if you're trading Hart, well, you should probably trade Konechny too, and just absolutely get under this thing and load up on draft picks. But if the plan is just to rebuild for two to three years, I mean, Carter Hart's twenty six, twenty seven, like. No, you keep him. As long as he wants to be here, you do not trade that man. So I want to throw something up on the screen here because I was going to say it. Goalies have never gotten a great return. That is a, That alone is why you don't. <clears throat> Dan, smart man. I mean, I said smart it on Twitter me. the other day. All you need to do, do a quick Google search of goalie returns in the last 10, 20, 30 years. You're not getting a... So I'm sorry. Let me just throw this up right real quick because I don't want to. The only way this is from Michael Heilman. The only way I would trade hard is if any team offers their first round pick plus assets. I could see a Carolina calling Philadelphia about Hart. You know, I don't know what team needs what, but they're not really big on spending at the goaltender position. I don't think a lot of teams are big on spending on on the goaltender position. Like look at Vegas, right? They they didn't need a goalie. Well, <clears throat> they're in the they, Stanley Cup. They had Flurry and Leonard at one point. Sure. They need to learn their lesson. <laughs> I'm, we're trading a 24-year-old goal. I want, like, multiple first-round suspects. Like, otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, it's not, I, and it's not happening. It's not happening. And, like, yeah, goalies never bring you that good of a return. When was the last time a team was decided to go into a rebuild so they traded their young stud goalie? You lose this trade every day of the week unless you get some drunken GM, which even then <laughs> I don't think is possible. It just doesn't make sense. I, and if I'm giving Mike Sielski five-minute major for embellishment. It's what he does. He's good. Helped uh, this clickbait turn into what it was. And um, it just took on a life of its own. That's Twitter. We're in the downtime, if you will. And I think it whispered down the lane. It led to, oh, did you hear this? Did you hear that? And both sides just went on their way and it just blew up. But 
yeah, if you're a GM, it's literally your job to do what Danny Briere said. But why would a franchise who has had really one truly good goalie its entire career, Lindbergh died too soon, and Hextall was only good for a short period of time and then quickly realized he wasn't all that good anymore, when it is time for you to – and you're going to let go of a young one and the whole Arison thing blew up because, come on, you're going to go with that sample size? If you go with that sample size, awful lot of goofy goalies – uh, signed to long-term deals. I, I'm not moving hard because I can rely on Urs on that. Yes, he played well, but I need to see a lot more of that before I'm pulling a massive move like that with Hart. The only one I can really think of is when the Canucks traded Schneider to the Devils, and I think they got the eighth overall pick and drafted Horvat. But yeah, even at that point, they I believe they still had Luongo. So they it, did. it's still it's still not a perfect comparison. It, yeah, so I with that I th- I think I brought that up when Jim asked in our group chat. I think it was like the ninth pick. I remember happening at the draft. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had yeah, the draft of Horvat, you're right about that. But it's like they had a starting goaltending goaltender signed to big money. You know, <laughs> like they had a guy who took them I get it had to be after they went to the cup, I believe. Yeah, a couple years um, after. Yeah, he was their guy. They even made him captain. The only other team to like make their goalie captain for like a season. If we had already had like somebody sign long term here, okay, maybe. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the closest you can come. For sure. And uh, for the live viewers, I posted a link in the chat. Yeah, it's a little biased because it's top 15 worst goalie trades in NHL history. But some of the names on that list, we're looking at Patrick Waugh. We're looking at Roberto Luongo, J.S. Jaguar. Um Roberto Luongo again. Uh, and again, Luongo. He was traded with Ole Oaken into Florida. Um, oh. Ryan Miller trade. We're looking at Darren Pupa made an appearance wow. on the list. Tuka Rask made some, uh, makes an appearance. Um, so, yeah. Mike Smith to Calgary. Corey Schneider to New Jersey. There you go. Uh, Halak to Buffalo for Ryan Miller. So, yeah. Hashik to Detroit. Luongo, again, I think Luongo's on this list like four times. Forgot about the Ryan Miller trade. I thought that I thought that was going to take the Blues over the top that year. Yeah, I did too. I remember that. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's tough to trade for a goalie. And I'll be honest with you, if, if I'm a GM, I'm sniffing around Urson more than Carter Hart. It's going to cost me less. Because my, my mind goes to, okay, if you guys are open to listening on Hart, that must mean you have a guy coming up that you're confident can replace Hart, at least, you know, for the short term. And I weigh my options here. Well, if I want to trade for Carter Hart, they're going to want this, 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 and this. Whereas if I'm making offers for Sam Erson, you know, if I don't know what, I still don't know. I'm not going to put an offer out there, but it's going to cost me less, right? And there's, if, if you're, Sending less assets, there's, there's less risk if he fails. Whereas if I give up first prospects, yada, yada, for Carter Hart, and he doesn't sign or he, you know, this is just what he is, I'm, I'm going to be on that list next time it comes out, you know, for worst goalie trades or whatever. So I'm on the side for the Flyers. He drafted this kid as the goalie for the future. The future is not even here yet. He's 24. Right? I mean, I think prime goaltender age, you're looking at 26, 27, 28, and on. Goalies can play into their uh, mid-30s, I think. Look at Brian Elliott. If he could do it, Carter Hart's going to be able to do it, right? <laughs> so to have a goalie in place, want to build the defense, and then remove the goalie from seems pretty stupid. 
I'll jump in here with a little nugget. Um, friend of the show, Russ Cohen, kind of reported a couple of weeks ago that um, Flyers goalie prospect Ivan Fedotov, he's out of the military, but he's probably going to stay in Moscow with his Moscow team for the rest of his career. Hmm. There's people in the Flyers front office who think otherwise. I don't think it happens this summer or this year, but they're expecting Fedotov to still come over at some point. Yeah, I would assume they're going to work something out. Um, that'd be cool. Yeah. You know, uh, what do you do when that happens? Hey, I, I mean, I talked about it before with Howie Roseman and the quarterback factory. Chuck Fletcher built a goalie factory here. <laughs> we got Hart, we got Arison, we got Fedotov, and uh, the other Russian goalie we have that people keep comparing to. Shesterkin and Sorokin. His name slips in my mind at the moment, but he Kolosov. might be the best out of any of them. Yep. Cola, cola. Yeah, interesting stuff. Um, I was always of the mindset, okay, if you can stack goalies up like that, keep, you know, keep hard and trade all the guys behind them. Um, I guess it all depends on what, what you're looking to get back there. That That's usually like you kind of look at um, the Blackhawks traded Darling away when they had Crawford mm-hmm. and who's the other team I'm thinking of um, the Capitals got rid of Grubauer. Right. Remember they started to do well. So the, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to do it yeah. that way. The Kings did do it though with <laughs> Bernier. I'm not sure if that's who he said. Bernier, they sold high on a couple guys, Martin Jones. That actually did work out for the Sharks for a little while. Um, ben yeah. Scrivens, right? He went to Edmonton. Yep. That's what they should be doing. Yes. Yeah. In my mind, there's a reason why Hart is the guy now, right? If if Ursan or Kolosov or whoever was better than Hart, he'd be starting over Carter Hart. But yeah. they're not. So, like, why would you trade your your best goalie? Um, uh, I'm I, a I'm not so much a fan of players like I used to be. Uh, but I'm a fan of ooh. Carter Hart. You know, when I listen to him in some of his uh, press conferences. He, he kind of sounds like a leader the way he talks. And he's only, you know, he's 24, um, but he, he speaks with, with passion and emotion. You can tell he cares. Um, and I, I want to see him grow here. I think as Philadelphians, you know, we're all hot-blooded, passionate fans. We forget that sometimes good things take time. And it's like, okay, rebuild. Yeah, that's going to take time. But also part of a rebuild is letting players grow. Let them become what you expect them to be. You can't say, okay, start him in the goal at 21, and if he doesn't pan out at 24, we're rebuilding again. Now, some, sometimes you, there are players, specifically the goalie position, that you can keep during the course of this. Um, it, it doesn't sound to me – it sounds like they're going to try to win games, but the roster is going to be worse mm-hmm. than it was last year. So I, I don't see them finishing bottom two, bottom three. And uh, I think they know that Carter Hart gives them a chance to stay in games and maybe even win a couple more. So trading Carter Hart doesn't make sense to me. And the argument to trade him seems kind of silly, if if I'm being honest. Like, uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. So uh, I was hoping that one of us maybe had a different opinion, but we all kind of have the same opinion. I, I, I could see it if Danny Breer trades him for a huge package and he says – Look, we want to 
we want to draft at the top the next couple of years and Carter Hart makes too many saves. At least that I could understand. Yeah. I don't think he'd ever go to the media and say that, but that's really the only way I could actually see it making sense. So I had somebody on Twitter go, what if, well, what if Arizona offered you three first and Logan Cooley? Then it, then it makes sense. Doesn't it? I'm like, in what world does that well, ever happen though? <laughs> like that's I just like that's not gonna happen. Like you get it, because I said trading Carter Hart was gonna be it was a mistake, right? And they go, Well, it's not a mistake if somebody offers this, 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 and this. And I'm like, Well, what world are we living in here that that's gonna happen? Why would any team ever do that? Get themselves fired just to prove Jim wrong. <laughs> like, why would that happen? It's not gonna happen. Like, I think what bugged me the most was you had fans on the, on the same side going, he's not that good, yada, yada. He's <laughs> underperformed here. You know, get a haul for him. What if they get a haul? And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And, oh, well, they, you know, they're going to have to pay him $8 million. I'm like, all you got to – dude, guys, all you got to do is research a little bit. The goalies that I always compare hard to uh, contract-wise is Fleury and, and Carey Price. Go look at their third contract. It wasn't $8 million. It wasn't $10 million. Goalies, goalies don't really make $9, $10 million unless you're Sergey Bobrovsky somehow. Um, but go look at those contracts and then go look up returns for goalies. You're going to be underwhelmed. you know. And Flyers are probably going to get somewhere close to that unless Danny Briere is a wizard. I don't know. Could be. So, Jack, are you, are you back? I don't know. I'm afraid to speak. How's it going? Sounds good so far. You're good right now. All right, I'll try to wrap up everything that I said because I don't know what you didn't hear. I just wanted to add that Keith Jones, during one of his first interviews, said he wants to build the defense. If you're your defense and have a strong back, why would you trade the goalie? If you have a stud goalie in place, why would you jettison him from your team? That goes it's completely counterintuitive. And to what you were saying, Jim, that miracle trade, you, I'll do what I'll trade him if it comes in. It's not coming. Sense in any way you look at it, any angle to trade him, unless you get some miracle off. <laughs> Jack's struggling with the internet tonight. I can hear you guys perfectly fine. I have no idea what's wrong. That's weird. All right, we're going to power through here. Get hit. All right, do we? What else do we want to do? We want to beat this up anymore, Carter Hart? Seems silly. Yeah, just like trading him would be, in my opinion, right? I was hoping that we get more people watching and. I think most we people are on. Starter, we're getting chastised. Like it was our idea. It was interesting <laughs> because you had guys on. Uh, on it's, you know what's so funny? All of Reddit today was like, "No way, they should trade him." Yada yada yada. You go on Facebook and and everyone's like, "Yeah, trade his ass." Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> Facebook is the weirdest place for to talk flyers, man. A lot of a lot of boomers on there. I'll say. Oh my god, it's yeah. crazy. And then yeah, very casual, very casualish. Twitter was somewhat the same way. Let me see if I can dig up my tweet here and, and read some of the best responses, actually. I'm, you know what? I'm glad you brought up Arizona because they have Vimelka, and that is perfect example of what I said earlier. He is too good of a goalie for, like, if you're trying to tank for a Bedard and get, like, a top three pick because he steals you too many games. Like, when you have Vimelka in that – when you have Carter Hart in that, you're probably not going to have a top three pick unless you get lucky. Yeah. So they don't need they don't need Carter Hart, is what I'm saying. They have Vimelka. He's a stud. <laughs> All right. You ready for some of these comments here? Uh-oh. So I'll just preface with my tweet. Trading Carter Hart would be a mistake, period. That's all I said. Here we go. Probably, but what if Arizona offers three firsts and Logan Cooley? 
All right, response number one. Number two, not if you get Bedard. This team is years away from being truly competitive. Hard is the only real valuable asset on the roster. All right, this is what we're dealing with here. Um, here we go. If it's the right return, and who and who says he hasn't gone to management and requested a trade? This is his. He is not. Uh, this is how prime. I think he meant this is his prime. Why wouldn't he possibly want to not waste it like G or JT or others? I don't know. Um, okay. Nope. His contract is up soon, and he's been underwhelming. Get a <laughs> haul. <laughs> His contract is up soon, and he's been underwhelming. Get a haul for him. He's a mistake. All Why right? would they get a haul for him if he's Way been to underwhelming? Way talk out of both sides of your mouths. Yeah. Yep. He's the worst goalie I've ever seen. <laughs> um, let me see. What else we got? That was, those were only a couple. There's a lot here. Um, that is a pretty broad brush. What if he doesn't want to wait to win? What if he's going to want $8 million? And that's a lot of what ifs. You really have to preface if he wants to be here. No, he wants to be here. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll say this. If you trade Hart, you have to trade uh, Konechny and Ristolainen and D'Angelo and everybody else in their prime. But if you do that, you, you have a serious chance of turning out like the Sabres have. Yep. Yeah, even, even Mr. Tank here what doesn't necessarily. All right, a couple more here. Why? Are the Flyers good enough to win right now? No, but you need a goalie. Uh, 24. Yep. Next one. <laughs> Why, Trav? Why? He froze again. <laughs> <laughs> like halfway through I, his sentence. I can hear you t- laughing at me. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about it. All right, last one. It's selfish to keep a player in his prime on a team trying to lose and also negligent. I felt like he was... Not if you want to me personally for some reason. Yeah, let's not forget here that these players are making millions upon millions of dollars to play a sport. You know, like let's not get caught up in the whole like, oh, I don't want to play here thing. Like, if they're gonna pay you money, like you're gonna play. What was that, Jack? (laughs) Just move (laughs) on. All right, last one. Are you giving Carter Hart a long-term six to eight years extension at 6.5 to 8 million per? Because that's what he will want. Maybe that's six his and agent. a half. I do that in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, say, no yeah. Eight years, no six and a half. Per. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, even I might even do seven at eight years, the way the salary cap might go up in the next however long. Um, I, I just think is that good. So you need a goalie. Flyers finally got a goalie. If you're going to invest money, yeah, I, so here's the only the only argument that I'll make the other way. If if they need to pay Hart seven to eight million on his very next deal, that'll come next season. Then you have to think, okay, well, how long is our rebuild going to be, and do we are we going to need that cap space? You know, if you're signing a an eight year deal for eight years. Then you might want to check, uh, okay, do we have Ursine who can sign for cheaper? We could sign to a couple bridge deals here. And, you know, then you have guys coming up behind Ursan who you can just replace him with. And you don't really need to invest in your goaltender position for the next, I would say, I don't know, three to six years. You're, maybe you're paying them. I mean, you're definitely paying them less than $5 million. So in that aspect, okay, like, let's try to figure this out a little bit. But I don't think he's going to be getting over 6.5 in his next contract. Um, 
So, yeah, that's all I got there. If his agent's good, he won't sign more than a three-year deal. If his agent is not great, he'll sign a long-term deal for $6.57 in my opinion. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, 50 minutes into the show, boys and girls. What else did we have here? Oh, Carson Breer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, did you guys want to talk – Realistic Provorov destinations, or do we want to go straight to the card reveal? Did I don't know. Can you hear me? I think we did, and I maybe just left it in the in the uh, topic <laughs> card. What else did I miss? Was there anything that we missed around the NHL or that had to do to do with the Flyers? No, I don't think I did. Right, we put everything in there. It's been a little yeah. dry, dry island lately. How was everybody's Memorial Day weekend? Mine wasn't too crazy. I kind of just hung out, drank some beer, (laughs) ate some seafood. Jack, did you say you got hammered? Yeah. (laughs) After, I was like, whoa. I was was in trouble for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) I recovered. All right, boys and girls. It's that time of the night. You guys got your packs ready? I do not. I don't have any. What? You opened them up? Yeah. Did you get anything? No, I opened them last week. Oh, during the show? Yeah, I got nothing. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, you got that Jason Robertson Young Gun card you showed us. That is true. Did you look up how much that was worth? Yeah, I think like 70 or 80 maybe. That's it? What's our most expensive card as a group? Probably that one. Or or Jack, you got the cider one. Did we we look that one up? I'm but I want to know what the answer is so we can try to beat it. There she is in her little case. Yeah. I, think it, I think it might oh. be the cider. It's upside down. Yeah. Huh? I'll do a little research on that. What year is that? Ooh. 21, 22. You know what I would also like from our, our listeners or our viewers currently while we're doing this? We're uh, in the market for new guests for the next bunch of episodes. We're coming into the meat of the offseason after the draft and the free agent um, free agency deadline um, signing day coming up in a, just about a, a month, actually. So the draft is in the 20, on the 28th of June, and then NHL free agency is July 1st. We're going to need to fill the show with some guests between July and August. I want to know who you guys want us to try to get on. Uh, so drop a guest in the comments. Or um, let Cal us know on Twitter. Cal Heater, yeah, there you go. You got his, you got his number, Trav? <laughs> nah, never talked to Cal. Oh. You, you got connections. Hook that up, Cal. Yeah. Um, all right, Jack, you got a pack going? A couple. Yeah, right, let's go. Oh, crap. I'm going to open. Ladies and gentlemen. My ex. What'd you say, Mr. Freeze? I can hear him opening the pack, but he's frozen. That's so weird, isn't it? Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. All right. Don't don't worry about what I look like. <laughs> Jack's All right. Opening pack number. Well, I'm gonna one. tell you the good ones because I got another neck. Dark. It's shiny though. It's real. Sh- Hopefully, this doesn't it's show it. up on the. The recording, uh, like oh, this is gonna be a bitch to edit. 
Shane Pinto, NHL rookie. It's a, I don't know, it's like kind of gold. Is it a young gun? It says young gun anywhere. Oh, I don't know. We might have to call this one early. <laughs> to save the packs for next week. <laughs> Maybe. It's going to be yeah, tough. You just go. All right, I'll do one, and then we'll wrap it up. Packs open. First card we're looking at, Ryan O'Reilly. Frederick Anderson, Tyson Jost, Andre Palat. Yeah, we got one of those stupid canvas cards. Sebastian Ajo, Brett Pesci, Kyle Turris, Jakob Silverberg. So I got a question. Uh, Trav, you collect these uh, upper deck cards? Yeah. So in that book that I um, have, I pretty much, I think I have every single card in there already. And I bought another big pack like this. Okay. And I've probably only put like three or four cards into the book from the second pack. But I have spaces throughout, like for each team. Are those for like young guns or is there like a rare card, like one that they don't put in a lot of packs that will go there? Because I put them all in an order. You know what I mean? Like is it one, a book two, three. from Upper Deck? I'm not familiar with the book you're talking about. Hang on, let me see. So if, if you're listening or, or you're viewing, if you have any insight into this, please help me out here. So, all right, you see this book? See yeah. how there's a space right there? Yeah. Well, it either belongs to a maple leaf or a Bruin, and I don't have it, and I'm missing. I don't. There's no Marner here, so I mean, I could easily look this up myself and say, "Oh, okay, who am I missing?" Like there's two How do you here. know which team and which player goes where? Right. So I'm wondering if there's like a site where I can look it up and, you know, see who's actually in the collection. You yeah. Know what I mean? just, yeah. There, there, you could look that up on a website and you might've got, you ever see them checklist cards? No. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't gotten any of them yet. It says all the guys from the set on the back of the card. No. So if, if you pull one of them, you'll see who's where. Looks like eight bucks on the most cider. Eight bucks? 21, 22 upper deck extended 2006 7 retro young guns Moritz cider. Series, what series was that, Jack? <laughs> we lose him. Next muted. <laughs> I think he said it was extended. Okay. If, yeah. if he looks on the back of the card and it says T-83, then, yeah, that's the one I'm looking at, Eat box. Uh, another dud pack. I'll open up one more pack. Because I, I feel like I haven't had a young gun in, like, five packs. Hey, guys, people tuning in. We're uh, close to the end of our show. We're doing Upper Deck. <laughs> oh, oh upper lost deck. all the value. Just dented the card. Oh, no, <laughs> Jack's phone. Upper Deck. 2019-2020 card pack openings. We're looking for young guns. Uh, in the 1920 packs, I think we're looking for Jack Hughes. Already got the Adam Fox. We're looking for – who else went in that draft? Did Quinn Hughes go – no, Quinn Hughes didn't go. Kale McCarr was 1920, but I don't remember if that's Series 1 or 2. Kale McCarr. Might be 2 because I didn't see his name. Actually, you know what? It might be 1. And it's going to be in this pack. Starting off strong with Tyler Bozak. 
Nolan Patrick. Hey, oh, Patty. Potential wow. Stanley Cup champion. That's the goat. Does he get a ring? I've been trying to figure that out. I, th- I, think, I think he does. I'm not sure. I think he does. Wow. Could you believe I hope that? So. Get that man a ring if it's not Bob. Jesus. Does he retire after that? Yeah, I think so. He's already retired. We do have a young gun here, ladies and gentlemen. A Toronto Maple Leaf young gun. Nick Robertson. Nope. Uh, you want to take Sandine. another stab? Been... I already got the Sandine. Uh, there's a forward. Forward. He now plays for the Vancouver Canucks. So KF. Yes. Can you give okay. me a chance? Soup boys. Ilya Mikheyev. So I'll probably end on that little. Travis, can you hear me? Consider. Yes, sir. So that Mortis Cider, was that a gold stockpile version? Oh, that's right. Hmm, doesn't say gold. What's what's the number on the back? Is it T83? T-83. Oh. Okay. This one doesn't say gold, though. It says gold stockpile. When I looked it up myself, it said, like, but I don't know what you're using. Um, it was, like, T- between 75 and 100. And that's what you said that night. Yeah. So, so I, I look, like, I see one right here on eBay for 100. Hey. Let me, let me see if this is the same cart. See? See? I'll open up one more while we're doing this. Yeah, might as well. I would if my thing would stay normal. Zucker, Fowler, Hellebuck, Koskinen. Oh, we got a UD portrait. Oh, these cards, man. All I want is young guns here. Me too. Jonathan Huberdo. Well, he. Will he forever be known as the player that was traded for Matt Kachuk now? He had some good years in Florida, but, like, come on. Well, he's got, he's got some time in Calgary. We'll see. Give him some time. He's got to rewrite history a little bit. Yeah, that's true. I, mean, I wonder how, how much a new coach is going to help that team up there. Galant gets a lot out of his first go-around. So he, he had Huberto before. True. Mm. And Uyghur. And he probably – that was probably when Huberto won Rookie of the Year. Interesting. What now? We're then. Oops. Were you looking up the price for the for the cider still, Trev? Yeah, the gold the gold one. It doesn't look like the gold one's on the site I use. Check out my card, which Ooh. is probably a good sign. <laughs> uh, the rare. Fingers crossed. I was going to say, you tell me I put a $5 card in the case? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, they, they're all listed on eBay for a lot. And then this one, it doesn't say gold anywhere. Yeah. It says Young Gun, but it's definitely different than my other Young Guns. Definitely different than my Jackson Cates. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Man. Does he well, return the, the Flyers next year? Saw. Uh, is um, are there any other cards besides Young Gun? Anything at all, or worth hanging on to? Autographs, uh, jersey relics. I got uh, a jersey relic. That's that's what I was thinking. I wasn't sure about that one. Some are better than others, but John Klingberg. I think uh, I have I have some cool. I have a Konechny jersey relic from the All Star game. Wow. I got one from the skills competition. Damn. 
I got mm-hmm. a Brian Elliott one from the outdoor game at the link. You opened that in a pack? No, nah, I bought them all. I was going to say. That would have been some pretty cool pulls. Yeah. I got a I got a Dominic Brown one from the All-Star games. <laughs> wow. For all the baseball guys. Absolutely yeah. bust by the Phillies. But he did make an all-star game, and I got a piece of that warm-up jersey he wore in batting practice. Dominic Brown. What do you think, guys? Should we wrap this one up? Just over an hour? I think it's about that time. It seemed like I stopped glitching. <laughs> yeah, he you're did. Not, you're not wrong. <laughs> he did, just in time. Uh, okay, boys and girls, one last time. Give us a subscribe, follow, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Make sure to turn on your alerts. So you're reminded to watch us every week. Don't forget to head on over to hwhockey.net or find all of our social media links in one place over at hoo.be forward slash hwhockey. We have new articles out from Joe Kanya and Mark Ramos. Uh, All good stuff there. Joe just put one out about the Carter Hart uh, trade talk. And Mark just put one out. I think it's going to be released tomorrow about Cutter Gauthier. Uh, So taking you out of this episode will be uh, our friends band, Off-Road Minivan, featuring Ryan Tuck O'Leary of Fit for a King. Uh, Jack, you know this, the bassist in this band, Mr. Mike Planko. Um, oh, really? Yes. Did not know that. Yeah, they just put out a couple new songs. They have a new album coming out in June. Uh, check them out. They're, they're pretty good, uh, if I don't say so myself. So as always, HW listeners, thank you for hanging out. We truly love you guys. We'll be back Monday next week. Uh, get outside. Enjoy the beautiful weather. The rest of the week. Take your vitamins. Drink your green stuff. That's all, everyone. Bye-bye.